Ants, Humans, and Stars contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Ants, Humans, and Stars in everything. Ants, Humans, and Stars in everything. Ants, Humans, and Stars in everything. Hey, listener, come in and join us. We've got sparkling water, chocolate chip cookies, and half a teaspoon of milk. I'm Digo, just another digital nomad. This is Caleb, just another artist with a story to tell. So anyways, what were we talking about? So check it out. It's our third episode. And for our opening talks, we went to Glory Days, and I told Digo all about Freddy the Asshole. And I told Caleb, but my... And I told... <laughs> I got this. I got this. I got this. You got it. You got it. No, it was like... <laughs> and I told Caleb about my dance floor frat boy phobia. Then we told our stories about Peeping Toms and one of the biggest bands in history, The Police. But don't worry. We, we recorded, recorded it. it. <sighs> hey, uh, this is Tico. Leave hey. a message. <laughs> <laughs> I love your voicemail. By the way, uh, <laughs> thanks. Very simplistic. I used to have like a really long one, and then people hated it. Okay, so the <laughs> subject is um, somebody walks in to your space. It's not mm-hmm. even your house or whatever, but yeah, exactly. Your space, just just space. So if there is a, a party and there's twenty guests, mm-hmm. the personal <clears throat> bubble space is very small. Yeah, but you walk into an apartment. There's three people in the apartment, you included. Yeah. The bubble is the apartment. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. are already in your personal yeah, space. Yeah. You, so you, you can't ignore, like, that's the thing. So then not acknowledging is like, that's, that's then, like it, then, it, then it changes right next from to somebody and not even look at them. Exactly. Looking at them. It's that, it's like that extreme. And then it th- that changes from not acknowledging to ignoring. That's then ignoring. And that's the time. there's no, yeah. Acknowledgement, there's a time limit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, you walk in, you, you, you're right off the bat having a conversation with that person i can i do that i'm like i'm so sorry uh hey you know like Mm -hmm. you know after you're done with your thought or maybe you're like whatever it is is an emergency or whatever it is that you want to deal with really fast but even that there's a time to say hey and then you Mm -hmm. know so um but but for several minutes to go by that yeah i think you got 60 seconds Logically and realistically, you walk into us, you see everything that's there. You see the couches there. You see the chair. You see, oh, there's another human being in the room. Like that is just, and and that's stuff you do subconsciously. That's not something that you have to consciously look around and see. when you walk into some place, you you automatically, oh, what's what's going on around me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, there's no, I, you got less than sixty seconds. You got like mm-hmm. thirty seconds. I break this rule so hard in another situation. I was like trying to, I was scanning my life and I was like, (gasps) red flag. Um, The dance floor. You said what? The The dance floor. Oh, the dance floor. The dance Mm. floor. Uh, I mean, like, as I said, like, the bubbles grow so, or or shrink. So in a a dance floor, you're in a public space, your your little bubble is very small. But even then, even if somebody's right up to me, and I don't feel like it, or like for whatever reason, I don't want to acknowledge this person. Mm-hmm. I don't. 
I have a lot of that. And it's, <laughs> I'm not even feeling subconscious. It's just, I just, um, yeah, you know, I've explained this before how I'm in the moment, I'm doing my thing. This person <clears throat> is doing any number of things, hitting on, trying to, because I'm at high level, they want to match that level and they want the acknowledgement that we're both at high level dancing. You know, mm-hmm. you know, that happens. It's like, oh shit, oh shit. And I'm just like, Nah, man, you just do that on your own. Like, I'm going to be over here doing that on my own. And I'm straight. Uh, what's his name? C- can we? Yeah, we could give his name. What's his name? Fred. Hey, guy. I'm, I'm You're fretting. Fretting? You're sure. Fretting. Is that an. We can. Yeah, we can, we're going we're that. Fretting. fretting. I'm fretting. I'm fretting You're the fretting. fuck out of everyone. And I put up all these walls, shields. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm yeah, closing yeah. my eyes. I'm like doing a move. And I'm like, not even every time I do certain moves, I do it in such a way that I don't look over there because. But I think that's okay, again, because of the type of space mm-hmm. and environment where there's tons of right. other people. Suppose, yeah. Okay, if it was just you and two other people, and I'd be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's not cool. You're there fretting right now. Is <laughs> a, there is a flavor mm-hmm. like a like a basil leaf in a pot of elitism <laughs> uh. like i do feel that the part of the reason why i don't even acknowledge some people is because i'm too good for this. I'm, good. I'm too good to have this He's conversation this is this is way beneath me I, i'm taking this to the scrubs. huge i mean i don't think this like candidly in my head when i'm on the dance floor i'm just bringing out this little piece that i feel you know just i feel a little bit of elitism so i'm bringing it all out like yeah i've been doing this for so long i don't need you (laughs) this is my time Uh i'm dancing here the music is good i could be here alone and it'd be cool i don't need anybody here in this crap yeah but it all depends on who they are how they dance Mm. <laughs> no, seriously. He has seriously. Like, a list that you run like, through in yeah. your mind how, as, how, in the who moment. Who they are, how they dance, dance. What, what, what they're trying to accomplish. Mm. Because the good scenario is that if they're really good dancers and they're already feeling it on their own mm-hmm. and they want to incorpor- incorporate me into that and you just want to include me, that feels good. Mm. That feels like great. But mm-hmm. if it's kind of like a couple of bros, right? And they're just you. like, they see my energy and they want to feed, feed. essentially. I'm like, <laughs> nah, girl. You go get bite some get your own Get your own, get energy. Your own energy. I'm not here for that. Get I'm not here for own. you and your bro night with your bros. The, I last time you. I was a, de- I'll, I'll, I'll stop with this. But last, last time I was a dance floor, uh, there was this dude, total bro, total bro, with his bros, and uh, I was having a good time. Wait, are these bros like straight or gay? They're straight. Oh, okay. The majority of the clubs I go to in DC are straight clubs. I mean, oh, and then they want to like dance with you. It's it's not, like it's dance not dance with, with me. It's, it's just like, like feed off that. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Like, yeah, like you said, they, the they do that kind of mm-hmm. like so I could go. Yeah, bro, yeah, back. Bro. And you. I straight up Freddy them. <clears throat> don't even acknowledge. Just mm-hmm. straight up. Don't even acknowledge. Or I give a little, like a nothing. Like a like a. They're all like Wah! and I'm just like you can't see this because this is a podcast. But I just like <laughs> lightly raise my hand and I give like a half smirk mm-hmm. and i look back at the dj he gives he gives a half raise of the hand and a slight uptick of the <laughs> of the uh of the right side of his face of his lips um at this particular event i was there for a long time i got there early i left late and this guy 
This was like a electro house, like very grungy, very, uh, very intense. And so most of the kids were wearing, you know, less clothing or, you know, rave clothing. And these guys were wearing button down khakis. Mm-hmm. No, man. No. Not, I'm sorry. Like, I can't handle like that sort of thing. Yeah, like, no, when people dress. I'm, I'm going on a tangent. Anyway, so what this guy, right? He, he gets really more do. and more inebriated throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he must have done it five times if he did it twice. He kept coming over and saying, dude, you're dancing all night. I'm like, yeah, dude. But the first time it was like, uh huh. The second time it was like, uh-huh. And then <laughs> by the third, I was straight Freddy in him. But it was like, dude, yeah, I'm going to be here all night. Like, all night, on this dance floor, dancing. Yeah. At a dance club. Get off of me. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't get off of me. Oh, God, you're just looking all gross. Just gross. You know, like, the, the, the shirt came untucked. uh sloppy doing the trying to dance and the drink in hand and not dancing and and it was just it's just just terrible mess it's a mess it's a mess so (laughs) what 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 what? the freddy space the freddy in the space do you do that at all at any time no i (laughs) well yeah also because i'm like person I mean, yeah, and and that's not to say like yes, we uh, we all walk into rooms where it's like people like eh, I don't really like him or her. But again, that takes more energy mm-hmm. to not look at that person, to not acknowledge the person, mm-hmm. and it's just like unneeded. Like I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I don't have time. To, like that's high to me. That's high school. That's why it bothers me so much because I'm like, right. like I when I when I used to work at H and M. Um, yeah, there were a couple of people that I like. I didn't really care for, or like uh, uh, you have managers and stuff that come in at different times. And and but like no, it's in you're in the morning, and it's either that's the I, I remember is one supervisor that I that store went through management like like sure. every year, and then even to the point where I was like leaving. Like it was every like three to six months they were bringing in that's a whole nother story that we have to talk about how one time they literally fired everyone all the management from store managers all the way down to supervisors because like apparently the store manager was like embezzling money somehow nice. and like oh, it was a whole big thing but anyways uh the, the point is yeah like you sometimes you get in in the morning and it's oh that's the supervisor who's opening and you're also opening or it's you and then two other people like no you just good morning Yep. You don't have to say, like, how was your day? How you feeling? Like, you want to go? Like, it's just a, like, because I don't have, like, it, look, we know what it is. We know we're not the best of friends. I'm just yeah. saying acknowledge you. And then that way we can just keep it moving. Okay. Um, I think this is a good time to put it on a commercial break. Yeah. Love that chicken with Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> That's our endorsement. We should also get a hate chicken sandwich and compare. I hate chicken. I hate chicken sandwich. <gasps> right, exactly. Oh, shit. We can I mean, eat. I love me some hate chicken. I ain't gonna lie, but <laughs> I'm not afraid. I am not afraid to say that I like me some hate chicken. But I, can, w- I would like to compare. Can I put the hate chicken down as like a plate for my Popeye's <laughs> for chicken? Popeye. <laughs> I just need you to hold it. <laughs> hold, hold, hold my Popeyes. <laughs> hold my Popeyes. 
And now, for your listening pleasure, it's story time. It's story time. It's story time. Okay, Peeping Toms. Do you know where Peeping Tom comes from? No, do tell. It's a legend. Okay. I mean, a Peeping Tom is real, but I mean, like, why is it called Peeping Tom? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And why does it involve chocolate? I have no idea, but it does. Lady Godiva. <laughs> like this, goes, this goes back to Coventry, England. Oh. In the 11th century, her and her husband became active in public affairs, handling financial matters. Mm. Anyway, as the story goes, uh, her husband agreed to make uh, a reduction of tax. I guess his wife was trying to like be like, yo, don't. Don't be such a bitch and tax people who are poor or whatever. He would reduce local taxes if his wife would run naked through the market square of Coventry. Like, you know, I'll lower those taxes mm-hmm. as soon as you get out there naked. Well, legend has it. She was like, oh, okay. She was like, oh, okay. I'm about. So uh, she sent advance word to the townspeople of Coventry asking them, this is dumb she's like gonna do it but she like told everybody you need to avert your eyes while i ride through the market naked (laughs) so out of respect for lady godiva who later would go on to make chocolate Mm. all complied with their wishes all except the one tailor in town named tom Mm. somebody just Busted. I was yeah. Ass. I was I was wondering. And I was like busted I wasn't gonna say nothing. Ass. I was just like, what like, is going we're, on? Like, we're ooh. once again at glory days, and I'm we're not like. I mean, the bathroom is like relatively near, but I mean, damn, busted yeah. ass enough. I did, yeah, to, I'm trying to figure. I was like, was that cleaning? Is that is no, that no, no, food? You know how they is got ventilation systems in the bathroom? Yeah, that ass just went out and <laughs> smacked us in the face. Just smacked us like we were seriously, nothing. seriously, seriously. Like you doing a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't care. Anyway, um, so Tom he couldn't help but sneak a peek, and after this is why this is a legend because immediately after viewing her, Tom was struck and became blind. Mm. So, anyways, this is where people pull gotcha. the peeping Tom. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a legend. People just went with it. Um, okay, <laughs> peeping Tom or spying into a dwelling or enclosure, as the Code of Virginia would say. Um. Whew, here we go. It shall be. White people write this. It shall be unlawful for any person to enter upon the property of another or secretly or furtively peep, spy, or attempt to peep or spy into or through a window, door, or aperture, or building, structure, or any enclosed closure of any nature occupied or intended for occupancy as a dwelling, whether or not such building, structure, or enclosure is permanently situated or transportable, or whether or not such occupancy is permanent or temporary, or to do the same without just cause upon property owned by him him owned by him him (laughs) and leased or rented to another under circumstances that would violate the occupant's reasonable expectation of privacy etc 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 as used in this peephole means any hole crack or other similar opening through which a person can see and a violation of this section is a class one misdemeanor in virginia Mm. so I basically just googled like 
Peeping Tom's yeah, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, so there actually is a, back in 2003, uh, 2013. Dang, even more recent. Yeah, this is recent. Woodbridge Man. Florida man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Woodbridge man. Same thing. Uh, not all Florida of Woodbridge. Man. Some of y'all are nice. Yeah. Not, not all of Woodbridge is bad, but. Yeah, but you're on the frontier there, you know, past Fredericksburg. You got some spots. You, yeah. Some spots. Um, right. And if you go in inland, like, you, you're, you're on the 95 inland. in, in, in uh, Woodbridge. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then you get a mile away from that 95, and you're just. It, yeah. I, it just so fast. Anyway, so Woodbridge man, he was suspected on spying on hundreds of women over mm. two years, according to police. Fuel truck driver Michael C. MacArthur, he is black, uh, forty, was arrested uh, on a Friday after a citizen tipped off police. Mac- MacArthur is accused of peeping on women in Fairfax County, where. Mm. Us truly are broadcasting from. We're not going to be very specific on this podcast. We don't want people to fight us and kill us. Exactly. Uh, police say he would be connected to more to 200 cases in Franconia and about 50 in West Springfield. That's a little bit close. Mm-hmm. I won't say how close. <laughs> Do you know where Sully is? No, that's a place. Apparently, it's nearby too. It's in Fairfax County. Sully? I've never heard of it. Sully District? Uh, authorities say that McCarty would inappropriately touch himself while watching women through their ground level windows. Mm. He targeted random women between their 20s and their 50s. A surveillance pictures show McCarter outside one of the victim's windows. Uh, he say, uh, police say he was familiar with the neighborhoods and had frequented many to spy on women, but he was only able to be, you know, like, they only had evidence for three cases, though they suspect hundreds of cases because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like so many cases of, like, people calling in, yo, I saw somebody, but ran yeah. away, yeah. ran away, ran away, but there were probably descriptions of black man, uh-huh. <laughs> black man outside my window, so they probably, they didn't, like, they suspect him for hundreds of cases, but they don't have the evidence for that. Um, he was arrested and uh, sentenced January 22nd, 2014. Here's the thing. If you're on the ground floor of an apartment building, you know, you need to really be, like, weary of people. I mean, you're on the ground floor, right? All these attacks, mm-hmm. and I guess you can call them that, yeah. were ground floor apartments. Ground mm-hmm. floor, wind- through the... W- Come on, man. Like, you got to put your blinds up. And if you're a woman, please, you, you, I know, I know it sucks. You're a woman. You're already mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. risk since you came out of your mom. Like, at, like, both of you were at risk and have been at risk <laughs> since. Uh-huh. <laughs> since birth. <laughs> you were, like, better off when you were in your mom, but now you're not so much. And why do people not have, like, blinds or curtains? That's, they I, that's do, another or they, like, topic, for, but, like, they don't put them I see up that too or, much. you know, mm. closing blinds. A 44-year-old man uh, was arrested in connection with a peeping Tom incident in Spotsylvania. You know where that is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you ready for this? At a retirement community, Ew. Barry Dashiell of Spotsylvania was charged with peeping into windows and public masturbation at the Cardinal Village Retirement Community. Deputies say he resp- they responded to the community located at the 4600 block of Spotsylvania Parkway on August 31st, 2018. 
recent. Mm. Uh, they said that, hey, you know, they've been seeing some dude peeking in through the windows. He fled the scene. Deputies, however, were able to review surveillance footage and they were able to see the man hiding behind a dumpster. The video then shows the subject approach a window and kneel down. He could then be seen masturbating while looking through the window. Uh, but because, you know, this is like in all these true crimes that I listen to, basically there's always the point where like... It's not like I'm trying to give tips to people who want to break the law or like do <laughs> yeah, what they but it's like, like let damn, me help you out. Yeah. But damn, look at uh-huh. this. Hear this. Management of the community said the suspect matched a description of someone who recently applied for a job under the name of Barry. After an investigation, deputies identified the PB Tom as suspect Barry Dashiel. They had a name and he applied for I'm like why he was arrested and charged with two misdemeanors for masturbating in public and peeping into a dwelling he is being held at the regional jail as was last year who knows who gives a shit he's probably in jail or he's not mm. uh this is in oh yeah this is washington like our washington okay <laughs> i'm not, not gonna read this whole article because it's long as hell but basically there was like this really like revered rabbi oh, who dang. Uh, you know was helping women mm-hmm. and then basically he would himself. like he would be like yo i need to like check your bathroom real quick like i think there was something wrong with the vents and long story short they found him wow like, he's putting cameras he put in cameras so he's like a sophisticated peeping tom mm. uh they how did that was he like putting the cameras and then they had a remote feed or was he like no, getting were, it and then going back I, i'm looking at a photograph <laughs> of uh, of evidence mm-hmm. and there's like 30 memory cards mm-hmm. so he was putting the Playing thing recording 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 recording, and, recording, then, recording oh, and he would go in but see that's the, again i don't want to tell criminals how to do it but if you're gonna do this mm-hmm. you having to go in and retrieve the memory that's just not gonna work dude you're gonna need a remote recording thing mm-hmm. where the camera is in one area and the recording is another area and yeah. that's safe I'm telling people how to do this. Um, anyway, <laughs> now this one is dumb. This is also a peeping tom recording using sophisticated techniques. This ain't sophisticated. There's nothing sophisticated about this dude. Uh, man charged <coughs> with peeping after 14 year old girl finds phone in a bathroom of Grand Rapids sub shop. This is in 2018 as well. Um, I heard. Did I hear that? I gotta show. You. Look at how dumb this is. Yeah, that's dumb. You can like see the light. <laughs> On like, the phone let me describe just... this i mean it's like it, 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 it's like you know an emergency light one of those emergency lights with the two lights right and then he's got the camera he's got the the phone pointing yeah. down and he's got like maybe a cup like a like a folder or something to hold the the phone in position but anybody who's anybody would look up and see that there's a phone pointing down yeah on and basically um i feel like i read somewhere where the dad went and chased him down uh, let's say the dad did go and chase him down. Because <laughs> that's what I feel like he did, and that's what he did. Okay, cool. Now, one of the last peeping toms uh, that I looked into, this one's great, Baltimore County. Uh, peeping Tom, who was, love it, who was trying to set up a spy camera mm-hmm. inside a mall restroom, accidentally turned the camera on himself. Uh... 
they found the camera. They found the <laughs> the video, the video that. But uh, at the top of the video, he it? was him like positioning the camera in the. Mm-hmm. They released the footage, tracked him down, found him, and he, yeah, he was part of the, the what's it called the um, security of the mall. <laughs> He was part of mall security. Security. Get security. Get security for security because the security is recording me. Luckily, it hadn't been recording much, but I mean, who knows how long he'd been doing this. He was sentenced. He got a couple of months. I mean, this is just how it is. I mean, I mean, is porn not enough? Okay, now I, can we get into just, before I segue into this uh, other piece is gonna land heavy. Um, can we just talk about like yeah, exactly? Porn is available to you even for free nowadays. Uh, like you ain't got it. It's right. just so available. I, if you like, like what's it called? Um, yeah. Voyeurism. And what there are ever, people yeah, who, do, who it. do it already, so you don't have to. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, okay, okay. I mean, people who do it like like they're doing it, like mm-hmm. they don't know that they're being seen. I totally think it's wrong. It's yeah. wrong, but it it's is already there. Not okay. But yeah, and there are but people it's there. who are like, how can I put this? Like, they're exposing themselves, or perp- yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do that it's just a show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah. Like whatever. Aren't you getting? The, aren't you seeing the? Anyway, um, people need to be more more thoughtful of their what they're putting their time and energy into <laughs> like all if the you're time be a criminal, and energy yeah exactly. please do it smartly and exactly. if you can't use Especially porn if you're gonna be a criminal Christ. like like assess how much time and energy you're gonna have to put into doing this like what are the odds of you actually pulling this off successfully i just uh so while i was doing the peeping tom thing i wanted to know uh isn't a peeping tom what's it called uh a sex offense so wouldn't you have to be registered, right? Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. do that, don't you have to? Especially if it's underage, God, you're fucked, right? Well, that brought me to the sex offenders list in Virginia. Virginia State Sex Offender Registry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh <somebody>. shit, <laughs> oh shit! I, oh, I how never many that are around? looked at. I knew that existed, but I never. Why would I? I didn't care. I mean, I didn't look. Didn't, I don't have children. Anyway, this is just Fairfax County. Ooh, just Fairfax County. I mean, it's it's you know a plethora of people. Now I'm gonna zoom in to our neck of the woods here, just uh, real quick, and I'm gonna bring up. This is the guy <laughs> who lives closest to my house now i'm not gonna say the name nor am i gonna give any address because obviously i don't want people to find out where i'm living nor do i want this guy to figure out that i'm putting this up on the air and come and find me and kill me but there is a dude who is like down the street now i don't feel danger i mean because unfortunately, peeping toms usually are like, after women. Uh, I, just men are the usual ones who are doing this. Women just don't. Not only that, and there's other men, things that you can be put on a sex offenders list. That I mean, like you shouldn't be doing anything that could potentially uh-huh. put you on the list. But there are things that it's not necessarily like something to be afraid of. If you understand what right, I'm saying, right? Right. But but the thing is, peeping tom can lead. Oh yeah, no, 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 to, completely. So I don't want to. Yeah, I don't mean to. I'm definitely the, not trying to downplay. Of sexual, all of the dozens offenders. and dozens, just in our vicinity. Yeah. 
all of them mm-hmm. are violent offenders because mm. once if you're a if you're go after somebody underage you're immediately a violent mm-hmm. it, do, it doesn't matter if all you did was yeah, yeah, yeah. see them naked even just that you're a violent person mm-hmm. okay now this guy though he's not um, he's the closest one to my house that's uh, my parents house mm-hmm. uh, he is charged uh, uh, let's see 2010 was his last charge third time for a peeping charge third fucking time dude he is addicted mm. and he lives yeah. in and around the neighborhood so I mean Ew. this guy is like isn't it like third time's a charm or third t- what's it called third, three strikes and three. you know he must have a good lawyer three strikes, yeah, uh, yeah like, that's let's what face it should it, be I'm but. looking at or I'm gonna show you just a photo of this guy there you go Mm. Wait, I mean, obviously he got away with it. All these other guys um, that I saw around, a lot of them, I'd say 50% black. Not saying anything other than, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way police are in Virginia. I mean, you're just going to be more inclined to be caught if you're black. I'm not saying that black people are more sex offenders. Um, also, something that I brought up our whole little area and I literally clicked and opened every single one and I want to know all this information and there is from peeping this is the only peeping Tom in the whole like little area everything mm. else is like aggravated assault battery rape just like not even like other words around it just rape uh, sex trafficking there's multiple sex traffickers like under and this all of it most mm. of them underage like mm. 12 to there were some that specified 12 to 15 so in that range or under 16 nothing that I saw was like well except for the rape the rape could have been just you know an older person sure and you're still under the sex offender registry Um, now a lot of them have uh, convictions for not reporting I'm Mm -hmm. sure that that is a common thing like so once a sex offender, once a sex offender, always a sex offender. I am sure it must suck that you did this back in the eighties. I know. Hey, you did it. You you are guilty. You got to keep doing this every so often. Like you got to report, 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 or knock on the door. I don't know what they got to do. I don't know what the laws are in Virginia, but a lot of these cats are being charged with felonies for not reporting and keeping their information up to date. Um. So, on July 2017, Jerome Kennedy and his wife Ashley heard noises and saw a light shining through a pipe in the ceiling of their Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania home. The couple purchased a surveillance camera and installed it in their attic. They went, this is a white people thing. I call the po- call it exactly. They went over the footage and discovered that their neighbor Robert Havrila Havria. Was seen walking around their attic carrying a power drill. Javier made a secret removable wall which allowed him to sneak into their home from his home. He drilled holes into the walls, and the couple believes it was so he could watch them in their bedroom. They finally contacted police, and he was arrested and was charged with stalking and trespassing. He claimed that he was in the couple's attic because he was connected to his home and he was doing some renovations. Mm hmm. That's crazy. Um, so you know where we live now? They're connected like that. Uh, it's funny. My mom was literally just telling me like a couple weeks ago. It's in her room. Um, there's like a, a 
basically the thing that you can get up to, but they're locked. Right. And they don't give the keys like to I I don't know if maybe the maybe the owner of the place has the key, but like it's locked. Okay. And like we can't get in. Someone up there can't like get right. down. Um, but yeah, they're connected. Well, I don't know. We've never been up there, but they're connected in the sense that you, yeah, you could move from the houses. How do you know that? This is just my mom tells me. Okay, and my mom knows everything because oh. I mean, like connected, connected, like connected. Mm-hmm. Sure, well, I take that as connected, connected. Like they connected that you could get to the other person's. Well, yeah, you get to the other person's house. Yeah. It's like metal. That whole oh, that thing. That's like damn. They are yeah. connected. Yeah. No. Because that like, means that's what I would need. Yeah. And that means, but but here's the thing. That he's gonna freak you out. Ha <laughs> ha. That door is metal. Mm-hmm. But what's up there? Yeah, it's like but wood. And right stuff. next to that door is your mom's ceiling made of yeah, yeah, yeah drywall. Yeah. Somebody could just smash in it. Obviously, mm-hmm. commotion and whatnot. But but they could sneak in and drill a little hole and see what's up and whatever i mean i don't understand what's the point in that like why would you connect like why why i don't know you guys renting that house (laughs) (laughs) people do like that's just weird like why would you build anyways anyways people Uh, are stupid in this world is dumb um so welcome to a new segment of the podcast where i'm gonna tell you guys all about famous songs and albums that we all know and i'm gonna give you the story behind the song behind the album behind the artist this is behind no it's not behind the music um <clears throat> shout out no, to vh1 like- to watch those all the time um this is the behind exactly the behind on the subject of peeping toms i was thinking like i thought this song was really appropriate to go along with that (laughs) you mean like what a peeping tom is listening to their headphones as they're masturbating looking into the window this is a soundtrack exactly this is a sound this song is the soundtrack to peeping toms actually i looked up multiple sources and everything like i felt like you i felt like you did an investigative i did homework um i think it's a nasty little song really rather evil it's about jealousy and surveillance and ownership said sting the front man of the band the police in 1983 he was talking about the track that would eventually become the best-selling song of that same year in both the U.S. and the U.K. Every breath you take. Every breath you take. Every move you make. Every song you say. Every say. I'll be watching you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> You belong <laughs> to me. Eggs with um, every breath you take. Sing it, sing it, Digo. Released on May 20th, 1983, the song was birthed out of quite a turbulent time in the life of both Sting and the band The Police. Sting wrote the song. In <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see Digo right now. He puts his hands on his face like a kid, like just listening intently to his yeah, bedtime story. <laughs> Sting wrote the song in 1982 after his separation from Francis Tomalty and the start of his relationship with Trudy Styler. 
Their split was controversial because according to reports from The Independent in 2006, quote, he was already married to actress Frances Tomalty, who just uh, happened to be friends with, uh, who just happened to be best friends with Trudy. Sting and Francis lived next door to Trudy in Bayswater, West London, for several years before the two of them became lovers. Yeah, that was a pretty controversial thing when all that was going on and he was divorcing and starting a new relationship. So in order to escape the public eye and criticism, he retreated to Jamaica, where he stayed at James Bond author Ian <gasps> Fleming's Golden, Golden Eye Estate. <laughs> yes, <What>? on the <laughs> island's North Shore. Yes, yes, yes. You saw how I already knew that. <laughs> James like Bond fan over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night with that line. Every breath you take, every move you make, I'll be watching <gasps> you in my head. Oh my God, Sting recalled right. in a 1993 interview. Right. I sat down at the piano and had written it in half an hour. It sounds like a comforting love song. I didn't realize at the time how sinister it is. I think I was thinking of Big Brother, Surveillance, and Control. Well, that song about jealousy and surveillance and ownership had an extra significance to it as it pretty much summed up the police's troubled internal dynamics at the time. Um, I also even read that um, Sting didn't even like the band name The Police. Like, that's what... Uh, <laughs> this is why he, like, stepped out. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that to say, like, they had issues even back then uh, with, like, in the beginning of the band. Like, he didn't like that, but he just went with it. So... Um, Andy Summers, the guitarist of the band, and Stephen Copeland, the drummer, had grown frustrated at Sting's control over songwriting. Relations mm. between the drummer and the singer were particularly toxic. And while making Every Breath You Take, neither of them could bear being in the studio at the same time. Producer Hugh Padgham claimed that at the time of the recording session, Sting and Copeland, quote, hated each other, with verbal and physical fights becoming common in the physical studio. Fight. Physical Damn. I mean, this song is so, like... Yeah. Just Who knew? Like in relationships, no, like it had no been played song at like weddings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, even yeah. Sting has said, like, why would you play that? At, like, the song is creepy. People don't listen to it. For I example, know. there's a Christmas song. Um, Last Christmas, I gave, gave you my, my That's heart, so sad. And the very yeah, next day, day, you gave it away. You gave it. And people be like mm -hmm. proposing to the show. Yeah, like, no, that's love, a super like, sad cuddly. song. Yeah. Next. It's like. This year to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is not a look. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not at all. It sounds all nice and pretty. Rap. Yeah, yeah, it's but no, not at all. Okay. Um, the tensions almost led to the recording sessions being canceled until a meeting involving the band and the group's manager, Miles Copeland, who also happened to be Stewart's brother, uh, mm -hmm. resulted in an agreement to continue. So, Summers, inspired by the Hungarian composer Bella. Bartók, don't quote uh, y'all. Don't I don't Bartuk. know if I pronounce that right. But anyways, um, inspiration. He got inspiration from that um, Hungarian composer, and he created the standout guitar riff that you hear throughout the song, which is just amazing. Dun, 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 dun. And Copeland provided a steady beat. Also, to give the song more liveliness, Pajam, the band's manager, asked Copeland to record his drum parts in the studio's dining room in order to achieve some, quote, special sound effects. The room, however, was so hot that Copeland's drumsticks had to be taped to his hands to avoid them slipping out. <laughs> in the end, they were able to put their differences aside and put together what would become the band's biggest hit. 
a month and a half after its release on July 9, 1983, the song peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, where it topped the chart for eight consecutive weeks. In the 1983 Rolling Stones Critics and Readers poll, it was voted Song of the Year. In the U.S., it was the best-selling single of 1983 and the fifth best-selling single of the entire decade. Boom. Boom. The song was nominated for three Grammys in 1984 and took home two. Uh... One for song of the year. Can I also say that so Ian Fleming, he's mm-hmm. you know sitting there, he's like, you know, writing about an agent, and he doesn't know what. Mm-hmm. He, there's like, he's trying to find out a name. He's on this island and in the Bahamas and whatever, and who knows why he called it Golden? I forget, but uh, you know, he's like trying to come up with a name. And there's like this uh, book about birds. Mm-hmm. written by james bond and that's where he pulled the name from and then he created this iconic character that today even today is still making mm-hmm. and here's another white dude <laughs> who oh, yeah. sat in that, same, play, place that same place Sting. and produced yeah an iconic song just i mean i i think also for ian fleming it just came naturally not so much just because of the area but it came naturally but i mean he what, I Sting wrote it in like 30 minutes you said <laughs> like yeah, basically yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. boom you got we it. need to go and take a trip to the Golden yeah, Eye State. And we just, need to record in that spot. Yeah, we need to record there. You need to write there. I need to record an album. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write a book. Yeah, we got a lot to do at the Golden Eye State. Um, so, yeah, the song blew up. It was huge. Um, also, it's carried a very long-lasting legacy in more ways than one because, most notably... It was sampled by Puff Daddy in his 1997 hit, I'll Be Missing You, which was a tribute to Notorious B.I.G. Rest in peace. We have the same birthday. Me and Biggie. Anyways. um, Like same day? Same same year? Same day. Definitely not the same year. (laughs) Uh, mm -mm, Nah, he was still around and kicking. I was just like, and I even thought you were the only one around Mm -hmm. kicking. So that particular song, I'll Be Missing You, uh, would go on to achieve multi-platinum success. Not only did it debut at number one, um, but it... uh, So, yeah, it debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, but it also spent a record-breaking 11 weeks there, which at the time time made it the longest-running number one for a hip-hop song. Simpler times. Right. Um, It also won a Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance by Duo Group. And while the rest of the world was loving the song, Andy Summers, the guitarist of the group, called it, quote, the major ripoff of all time. But Sting, who's the owner of the song's publishing rights, didn't seem to mind. I mean, Um, he's getting royalties. Exactly. You know, it's not like this is just given away. That's my next line. That was expected because all the money he's making off that samples. Right. Yeah. Um, he even participated in a performance of I'll Be Missing You at the 1997 MTV Video Music Awards. I, as an artist, not, I don't mean like me. I'm mean, just saying artists in general. I, 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 I would artist. feel like, I mean, like, I'm You're a music a artist. Oh, I'm like, well, not a music but artist. Like, but I would hate for my song to be used in a commercial, for instance, and have it be associated with the, that commercial. I think that ruins songs, that. by I the way. I hate that. Like, but if a song is remastered, remade, b- remixed by somebody, and it becomes famous again, like, this is, I already had my time. Mm-hmm. I already had my time with my original, and then it faded away. And then somebody brings back that <clears throat> song, and it makes it epic, double platinum, whatever. I want to be proud of that shit. I'm proud because I had my time, and somebody else 
made it their own and part of it was their talent but part of it is because of my catchy ass song why would I, I fuel anything but pride i do think as a music artist and as a music artist who like wrote who uh, who writes their stuff mm-hmm. i would have to like the song I, well, sure. I, I agree sure. that that'd be I awesome. Mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I mean, be. Yeah. And I also did read that apparently when they had finished this song, when Diddy had finished his song with the sample, mm-hmm. they hadn't even cleared it though yet with mm-hmm. with them. But anyways, but, but that's not neither here nor there. I, I hear what you're saying, but also like I was listening to Shaka Khan in the interview was talking about how um, Kanye West used her song Through the Fire um, as a sample for his song Through the Wire which is like I think one of like his first single and it's he was talking about when he broke his jaw blah blah and she was like she didn't like it because it's all like sped up and it's basically like a little chipmunk mm. voice and so oh can, yeah that's I, right it is sped up yeah, way a yeah. lot and so in that sense like I can understand that where it's like through you have your fire, own connection through, through the limit yeah through the world yeah like you have your own connection to the song just and then somebody takes it and it's just like ew yeah. what did you do that's right this? then it's like through the fire. yeah so I can understand yeah. not being completely happy even if you are making I mean like it's nice like oh yeah I'm making money but ew the song you did the way you the direction you took it in it sucks mm-hmm. um Anyways, Every Breath You Take marked both the peak and the end of The Police. Synchronicity, the title of the band's final album, and the album which holds that hit track, went on to be certified eight times platinum in the U.S. alone. And at the time of its release and following its tour, The Police were hailed as, quote, the biggest band in the world. Uh, They went their separate ways in 1984, but they've since gotten back together for reunions and whatnot over the years. But that was the end of them as a band making music to potentially I remember being very young obviously because I was born in the 80s and like hearing the song but I only knew it like maybe I knew it at the time that was made by the police maybe but it was like no it wasn't the police Mm -hmm. it was Sting it was already Sting because he had already dropped them and he had already become like so famous from that and then probably broken yeah, off, and, off and by the time i was right of yeah. reason so to be honest um i also wanted to add one i didn't know about this song until um diddy and his version and when i knew like mm. i don't know I'm not saying this in a like a I think I'm something, but I was able to recognize as a kid that like oh this wasn't yours. So maybe I had heard it, but I didn't, I didn't know exactly what song it was. I heard Diddy's version, and then that made me go back and look for what was the original. Did you grow up like were you young enough to be like in your car with your mom with the radio on? So actually, growing up, I was only allowed to listen to gospel music. Like yeah, like my mom to- only listened to like and then they listened to jazz every now and That's then. That's nice. Yeah, but I would go over to my cousin's house. And they only listen to like R and B and and like hip hop and stuff. But that's where I would like hear all my other stuff. But like my mom tells there's this one story she tells that apparently there's a song by Patti LaBelle that she released in the '90s called "Right Kind of Lover," and that was probably like her last big hit that was like a big hit for her on the r&b charts at least mm-hmm. and my cousin would play that in the car and i'm like five four in the back and i'm like singing that song to the top of my lungs nice. right. and so anyways um 
at home, yeah, I didn't listen to. We weren't listening to like the radio, exactly music every from. day to and from mm-hmm. school. Riding with mom or riding with whoever was taking me, ninety-seven point one Wash FM, uh, and that and was playing the the, yeah. not not a little bit of the oldies, but no, it was like contemporary pop, but easy listening. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't any hip hop. It wasn't anything. It was like what you could listen with your family, but that was still popular. Yeah, and of course, like early like eighty-four, eighty nineties, early. Fucking sting or the police's every breath you t- shit that was like there all the time all the time that was in so long that was every day that song was played all through the nineties on ninety seven point one Wash FM that is such a I, the Here's song the comes on and you're like okay. Also, I'm totally gonna admit that I did not know Sting was the lead singer of the Police. Until I looked this up, really <laughs> seriously, like I just thought they like they were, and I had and so and I, funny thing, I have this album uh, on vinyl on my wall in my room, and not just like <laughs> yeah, I do, and and this is like and this is like an original vinyl from like at that time, not something, not some new that so I bought. So you're researching this, and you're like exactly, holy yeah, shit. My- <laughs> I'm serious. Holy I'm like turning shit. around, looking at my this wall, like wait time. a minute. Yeah, like I always thought, like Sting was his own thing, and then the Police were their thing. I did not know that he was the lead singer of. of I fully admit that. Anyways, in May of 2019, yep, just a few months ago, uh, "Every Breath You Take" was recognized by BMI as being the most played song in radio history, with nearly 15 million radio plays. Of course. So, in conclusion, I think it's safe to say. That with every breath future generations take <laughs> and every turn the world continues to make, this song will be playing somewhere at some time for you. <laughs> I swear, no, you couldn't play that song. I mean, of course, early baby millennials or whatever they're called now, Generation Y, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going <laughs> to immediately know it. Yeah. But you get somebody that's over 25 and you play that. Of course, just... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Like it's you're gonna know the words it because it's also very easy. That song. guitar riff is so dis like it's it gets stuck in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, really if it wasn't for that guitar riff, I don't think the song would have been what it is, but But he um, gets he he I mean there's that moment not taking anything from the hymn and his and his vocals when he's and the singing, lyrics. He's yeah. You can th- there's that st- White soul. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then lost without a trace. Yeah. I'm feeling yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. and see it's your good. face. I'm it's in good. Atlanta, baby, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it no, really. No, no. Yeah. So, P.S. Gary T. Marks, a socialist and scholar of surveillance studies, wrote in 1988. That while the song was, quote, a love rather than a protest song, it, quote, nicely captures elements of the new surveillance. He compared the lines to various new technologies of surveillance, including (laughs) linking every breath you take to breath analyzers, every step you take to electronic anklets, and every vow you break to voice stress analysis. And then there's like a whole um, article that I found that was done a couple years ago. That talks about like 
the the interpretation of that song as not so much talking about a lover but like technology so like they go even further of saying like every move you make talking about motion detectors every bond you break that's polygraphs um every single day that's just the continual daily monitoring every word you say bugs wiretaps mics um every smile you fake brainwave analysis every value break voice stress analysis um i'll be watching you video surveillance um and yeah it just talks about how that mm-hmm. mirrors um yeah like sur- sur- surveillance and where that was going at the time and even like i said earlier um sting is quoted as saying that's one of the things he thought he was thinking about was like big brother so sting has professed amusement at the misinterpretation of his song that like sting was saying how like people have come up to him and be like oh my gosh i think it's at my wedding and he's like well way to go like that's stupid um <laughs> because it's not a nice song and that ladies and gentlemen is your music history for that was day. good that was like yeah, exactly like, what i didn't know i needed <laughs> cool 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 i yeah i'm so this is also 1983 the year of the biggest album of all time michael jackson's thriller just another little side note so this was a nice little breakup of the reign of michael jackson <laughs> that year <laughs> he actually that yeah that was the same the grammys in 1984 was the same year that he won eight which is the most grammys anyone has ever won Damn. in a night still to this day he was nominated for 12 i, I want to say or no, no, no. Excuse me. He was nominated for 15. And for those people who are in a band together, stay together. Because stay together. Just stay Do together. it for the kids. Um, <laughs> um, like that's why I knew I never really wanted to be in a group. Or people even ask me now. They're like, like, oh, do you have a band? And I would like to have a band, but also, I know, I don't know what, like, Brussels do. sprouts. Is that I weed? smell the light smell of weed right now. I mean, you smoke more than I have, so maybe you know. That doesn't smell like nice. weed to me. It's gone, but oh. there was a definitely skunk in the... Okay, great, funny story. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing some sound for this... Do we have time? We have 10 minutes. Do um, First of all, are you, you've finished with the police. <laughs> I've completed my... So, I'm uh, doing some sound work for a production, a small production, and I'm going in like every day because we're doing rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And this is a very simple task. It's literally clicking to the next thing. It's a very, but I have to do it to graduate. <laughs> you know, it's like one of these things. And uh, so every day I'm going in and I'm. Fucking smoking a blunt, and this particular day I had forgotten to smoke before. <laughs> I forgot to smoke. Forgot to smoke. So all I did was I just went down the hallway and like went into a, a dorm, uh, into into a classroom, and you know smoked and went back to the sound booth. And for whatever reason, the professor needed to talk to me about something, and you know, so he you know he came he were, we have a conversation, and then he's about to leave, and he's like, oh. Uh, by the way, I do. Okay, this dude, African. 
African as all the the biggest thickest African accent. Mm-hmm. He's like, by the way, Digo, do you smell something in the hallway? And I'm like, um, no, I I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm trying to Fusi, Mr. Fusi. I, I don't I don't know. I don't, Digo, it. Uh, I don't know. It smelled very bad. Smelled like a skunk. <laughs> and I'm like, Aww. exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea, Aww. Mr. Fusi. I have no idea what that. Not I a know. clue. I have no idea. I have no clue. I'm, who knows? <laughs> I had a class with this Mr. Fusi. And I don't remember what the fuck the class was, but like, it was supposed to be like. It was supposed to be a small class, like, you know, maybe 10 to 15 people, a little, like, small study class. No one signed up for it except for me. Uh, but I don't know. He didn't have a problem with just teaching me, and I guess he did whatever he had to do. So it became, uh, I don't know what it was called, but something where we designed the class ourselves. And mm-hmm. it was just so all I did was show up to. For the class, I showed up to his office. Mm-hmm. We did nothing that we said that we were going to do, we like as far as the curriculum. We just sat and talked. I remember having conversations with the, of all the conversations we had, but I remember the conversation I had with him was talking about at the time, President, a future maybe President Obama, and how he was mm. not going to be the president because we mm. didn't think he being black. Black. He was, you know, he was just like, look, dude, this. The country is not ready. His, obviously, what we're saying is that no one's going to vote a black president. Mm-hmm. This is not going to happen. We're definitely not even. And then it did. Man, and look then it at God. Did. Wow. He probably appreciated that more than you appreciated. <laughs> no, I loved it because like... I would show up high as shit and talk to this guy. Like, just talk. We were mm-hmm. just talking. We, we were obviously like it would had to do something with like. We talked about, uh, you know, racism and film. This was in the theater department, theater and film. So we talked about all sorts of topics that related to it. But and there was no exam. Uh, Oh, I wrote one paper mm -hmm. that was probably like three pages. Mm -hmm. I did have another class with him. and He was like notorious for like, yeah, I don't like to read a lot of papers. So just short little nothings. I remember when I got like, I figured that out that like, these teachers are not sitting no, reading not these things. Where mm-hmm. they don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. All the, like what they read the no. first page and read the last page. Exactly. They might skim over it, but pff, they're not reading all this stuff. Yeah. Year after year after year mm-hmm. after year after year of these bullshit papers that they know are bullshit that they're writing at the last minute or writing while they're drunk. They're not gonna. No, not yeah. at all. I had to write this. I don't know if it was like a 40-page paper. It was like more than a 20-page. It was like 40 or 50 or something like that. It was like an ungodly amount then. Who knew? I'd read a book later exactly. in my life. Uh, but it was an ungodly amount then. And I was like stressing because I had to do two things, do tomorrow, and one of them was a 50-page paper or 40-page paper. I literally was gluing shit together for my like set design class <laughs> as I'm having a friend, literally anybody in the hall, come mm-hmm. in and be like, look, Read the last paragraph and just write another paragraph. 
Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about what. Just don't put penis in there. Just write what you think what could go after that in nice language. Mm-hmm. And just just type away because I need to fill in. Yeah, get yeah, to yeah. get to forty pages. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I think, and I got a good score for it. <laughs> Straight yeah, up. yeah. Because I know that it. I just needed that. to get that much words in there, and I just I had to glue these things. <laughs> like literally, couldn't put my hands on the keyboard and glue the shit together. Um, it was a shitty ass presentation for my set design class. Mm. Oh, um, this is also just popped into my memory. I went to the set design class, so I I did the forty page paper. Yay! I turned it in. Yay! And I went to my set design class with the thing, and I built it, and I it was shitty, but hey, it was good enough. And I was like, yay! And I turned it in. And I was like, look, this 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 and this and this. I skipped a lot of this class because it was my like senior year, and so I was like, you know, senioritis, like whoa, and uh, like I'm thinking this is the final. This is the final exam. And we like show it, we do da, 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 da. and then he's like, All right, now uh, you know, here we you know and then everybody's like putting their books away and they're getting out their pencils and I'm like the fuck? We have an exam? There's an exam coming up right now? Are you fucking kidding me? Thankfully it was like it was set design, so like mm-hmm. it was just like hey, you know, it's multiple choice. It was oh, just okay. like nonsense obvious. Like it fine like i did fine but like that's how much i didn't even know what was going on and Uh just flying by the seat of my pants uh on this last year at william and mary but i turned it in and i you survived i got a b on that class yeah well i wish i had shown up more often because the professor was really good professor i was just senior i just seemed like like there was nobody's business Anywho, we are at the end of our time here at Glory Days. Yeah. Surrounded by pedophiles, and <laughs> sex addicts, and sex yeah. crime the criminals. And Julie's still here. Oh, lovely Julie. I fight for what you love, unless you meet a Fred and fight him. <laughs> fight, fight, fight him. Fight him. <laughs> and then just, just, just walk. Just actually, no, no, because yeah, you can't. Anyways, well, no. never mind. Yeah, fight him. Just fight him. <laughs> just, just fight him. Just fight him. <laughs> I'm trying to do the nice thing. Fight him. Fight <laughs> Freddy. Exactly. Uh, what does that mean? You you love Freddy? No, you fight for what you love. Not fight. fight with what you love. Yeah, you fight exactly right. <laughs> you fight forward. And I love to fight for uh people being considerate and this inconsiderate asshole deserves to be fought with. Because <laughs> I'm fighting for the love of considerate pe- uh, considerate people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And this Freddy situation, he, he ain't just, considerate. He's he's screwing things up. Freddy doesn't know about us. Or this podcast, At or all. that we talk, and hit this is his real name. It's not mm. like we're I like know, making we're not, up a name. <laughs> this whole thing is with with truth and mm-hmm. with a real name and with truth. Um, if he ever does listen to this, um, I hope one day it. we'll all laugh about it. No. I mean, well, if he gets himself together, if not, then no, somebody else, some other true crime podcast is going to cover about two podcasters that were killed right. by Freddie. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> mm, that's, that's true. Um, maybe that'll be the next episode. How to help reform, how to reform the Fred in your life. 
Dico so shaking his head like there's no there's no reform. You get Freddie onto an onto a jet <laughs> and you open the door. You just open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're not available right now, but leave us a message on Twitter or Instagram at Ants Humans Stars. And we'll make sure to get back to you eventually. Also, if you like us, leave us a five-star review and we'll make sure to officiate your wedding at a future date. Just send us the deets and plane tickets and hotel stays and everything and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure to make that happen. It's human stars in everything. It's human stars in everything. It's human stars.